Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into this week's episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Uh, just continuing to to move through this thing. It, it's been a lot of fun, you know, despite um, all the all the craziness out there with COVID nineteen. You know, we've still gotten a chance to explore a lot of awesome restaurants, kind of learn about different cuisines, stuff like that, and. We get another opportunity to do that today. Uh, I've got a very special guest in here. This is Cigar Gurung. He is the owner of Kathmandu Momo Station, which is a Nepalese um, dumplings restaurant with locations in Blackstone and now the Interrail Food Hall in Exarban. Sir, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. Okay, I want to start very baseline because we got to define what a Momo is first. Because I got to admit... Before I came to your restaurant, I had no idea, and now I'm obsessed with them. So, I guess I'll just open it up to you to start. What is a Momo? Like, obviously, it's a dumpling, but what separates it from different styles of dumplings, I guess? Sure. So, uh, that's a question we answer at least 10 times a day. Yes, I'm sure you're very used to it. I mean, Momos are just, it's a Nepali name for dumplings. Mm-hmm. So what we do different is uh, we spice them up different. So our spices are more curry-centric. So let's say if you, if you try Korean or, or Chinese or any East, East Asian dumplings, I think they are more uh, simpler uh, from a flavor profile perspective. It's more of a soy-centric, ginger-centric, and then uh, the dipping sauce is usually, usually a similar base soy base or ginger base and and the the way we do it nepali people do it is uh, since nepal sits right in the center of uh, china and india Mm -hmm. so we have this heavy chinese influence and heavy indian influence so all our spices are indian and then we have the cuisine uh, influence from chinese as well that's where the dumplings come from so we just decided to take the dumplings and spice them up different so it's curry flavored and then uh, I, I think what's important is also the sauce. Mm-hmm. So every Momo maker has their own signature sauce that they take pride in. And then we have come up with our own signature sauce, which is tomato and sesame base. And then we do traditional and some sweet based sauces as well. So basically it's Nepali style dumplings. Now, dumplings are really, they're such a universal food. I feel like every culture kind of has their style of dumplings, whether it's, pierogies, gyozas, samosas, empanadas, wontons. Like you can just basically go to any part of the world. You're going to find some kind of a dumpling. What is it about dumplings that just makes them so universally beloved? I don't know, man, (laughs) but you are right. People like people love the, I love everything that you have names. Right. (laughs) They're all delicious. I love them all. You know, so dumplings, I think, like you said, is I, I think it, it is universal. Every culture, there is no culture that I've heard say, like people will come to Momo shop, Momo, and be like, oh, we have this in our culture, and we get very diverse set of people coming in, and they'll be like, you know, the Swedish would say something, the, the Koreans or, uh, you know, gyozos or, you know, Japanese, same thing. And I, I think, I don't know, some, it's just something about dumplings. People love it. I'm one of them. Yeah, I, I think they're, I mean, obviously they just taste very good. I, there's something about like having that, just that 
I guess it doesn't even have to be meat, but it's traditionally meat inside of a pocket that's like very comfortable. And obviously, Nebraskans are they love this. They love their runza, yeah. and a runza, I guess, is it's a oversized dumpling, but it's kind of along those same lines. That there is just something so familiar about that. I think everyone can identify with it, and maybe that's what makes it work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I've been I'm a dumpling fan. You know, I've been a dumpling fan for life. Same thing mm-hmm. with Momo. You know, I grew up with Momo, and then whenever I couldn't find Momo, or even when when I could find Momos, I could any dumplings you put in front of me, anytime I think I'll eat them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned, you know, you guys have the two locations, uh, two physical locations now, but you started off doing a series of pop ups, basically, kind of just introducing. Omaha to it. How did you get started with Kathmandu Momo Station? So the backdrop of Kathmandu Momo is I own a small coffee shop downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I come from, so my background is I come from Nepal. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I, I moved here in 96, so, so a little over two decades ago. And one thing, one thing Nepali people, and I could probably put a blanket statement. I think Nepali people... Like if you have any Nepali friends, and if they haven't made momos for you, I think you got to question that friendship. <laughs> you know, like, so in a way, right. we're we're just people who love to who love to share everything Nepali. Uh-huh. Like you know, you, you go to a Nepali party, uh, we'll talk about our mountains, uh, you know, our food, and mainly momos. So just like any other Nepali people, I, you know, I was notorious with feeding my friends momos, and I always uh, dreamed of doing a hole-in-the-wall kind of a setup, something I grew up with and something I still enjoy when I go back home. Mm-hmm. So I have all, I had, long story short, I had always wanted to do a momo shop, but I was also hesitant because it's, it's Nepali food. There's, I don't know, Midwest, maybe there's four or five Nepali restaurants mm-hmm. in the whole Midwest. Like mm-hmm. you talk about Chicago, all these other cities and everything. So N- Nepali food is not something that has gained popularity or people don't even know where Nepal is. I used to get questions like, are you from Florida, Naples? Like maybe I was just saying it wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so initially I, I wanted to, but I was hesitant. And the coffee shop gave me an opportunity to say, yeah, I have a platform. Mm-hmm. Why not just use this platform and just introduce it to people and see what they say, what they think? And I think that's when I—that's how I started. But then I was limited to just my uh, clientele or you know people who came to coffee shops. So we started reaching out to the likes of you know Block 16, uh, Night Owl, uh, Bon Me at Bellevue. Mm-hmm. But our first break came from Nick from Dandelion. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nick Bartholomew, yeah, yeah he's yeah. been on the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's a great, great guy. guy. I love great that guy. guy. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine uh, who also happens, to, you know, uh, to be uh, friends with Nick, he introduced me to Nick and Daniel uh, Ludwig. He brought Nick one day and said, uh, you know, come come check this out. And he came in and stopped by for some momos. And I think the next day I got a text saying, hey, you know, this is what we do. And I, I had. I had known a little bit about Danny Lyon. So he said, this season we're getting ready to kick start it. Would you like to, you know, be the first guest? Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I think that's where we started doing our pop-up. And then I reached out to Paul from 
Block 16. He was super, you know, he's he's very supportive of his neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. so he gave us an opportunity. Noah from Night Owl, same thing. We did uh, pop up twice there. And um, so Ban Me at Bellevue, we did twice there. So it it just kind of started that way. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned you had some initial reservations about whether people from not just Omaha, but the Midwest in general would get it. And I have to admit, when I first heard of Kathmandu Momo Station, I was like, I don't I don't know what like any of those words in that restaurant yeah. name even means. And I think a lot of people were like that. At what point did you kind of start to see people getting past that where it wasn't so much the what is this stage, but the I really like this stage? I, you know, I was, even when we were doing pop-ups, I was still hesitant because we, uh, we got a platform and uh, the big names from, from our area, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say Block 16, you know, if Block 16 rolls out anything, anything it's good. Anything they touch you know, yeah, this is, it's, it's good. It's great. So, so even when people really showed up our, at our uh, pop-up at the Block 16, I was still questioning if it truly is a Momo that's bringing people together or mm. the fact that Block 16 said, hey, we have a friend who is doing a pop-up, right? Same thing with, uh, with Night Owl. But, I, I th- but once we got the space uh, in Script Town and we started uh, approaching at like a pop-up instead of a physical location, so we only did like twice a week first. So, you know... It wasn't now. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a pop up that happened every month. It was two times a week, you know, four times a month, and people still were coming back. And that's when I was like, "All right, maybe they do like it." So mm-hmm. you know, that's where I started feeling a little comfortable. But you know, still, a, it's still a new product. It's it's a new thing, and uh, Nepali people can eat this every day. But I uh, could eat it every day. <laughs> so, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, yeah. you know, is it is it something that is just people are curious and you know, but 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 I, I should well, I shouldn't say that. We have a lot of great people showing us a lot of love uh-huh. and support. So I think at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe it has made a connection. It's got some and, legs yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What is that feeling like for you? to take something that is so important to you and such a big part of your past and be able to introduce that to a whole new sector of people who didn't know about it before and now really like it. I mean, I don't know if pride is the right word. I don't know if satisfaction is the right word, but there's got to be some feeling where it's just like, man, that is so special. I mean, I, I, yeah, I would. I don't know if I would call it pride, or, but I'm just happy. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like... I'll give you a, a, just yesterday, for example, uh, and if my customer ha- happens to be listening, I'm just saying this from a positive, uh, of course, uh, positive side. So you know, one guy ordered uh, twelve orders of momos with each sauce. So uh, they wanted twelve packets of each sauce, mm-hmm. right? So in ounces, that's a lot, mm-hmm. right? But uh, so in, in, in a lot of times, our own customers would be like, you guys should start charging extra for extra sauces. But, and I'm, I'm, I mean it with all sincerity, any time and every time um, our customers say, load it up with sauce, like we are excited in the kitchen. Because mm-hmm. that's the Nepali way to do it is we, we have it 
uh, we have the momos. We load it up with sauce. Every bite of momo you take, you scoop three spoons of sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's douse those babies. So, so you know, for me, it's like, oh man, Rocky and I'm uh, we, we Rocky myself and my wife is the is is our uh, chef for our sauces. She's a sauce lady. She mm-hmm. creates all the sauces. So every time, uh, every time uh, we see a review, it's more than just a business review for us. You know, for mm-hmm. us, it's like. We're, we're, here's an opportunity for us to introduce our culture, our country, uh, you know, our, you know, where we come from. And it's, it's a very, I don't know, it's, I can't explain. It yeah. just makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. I think, I wish people could see the look on your yeah. face right now. It's just <laughs> like pure joy. <laughs> that's so yeah, special. That's, it's awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned the sauces a couple of times. Now, so yeah. I think it's time that we get into that. And yeah, you yeah. mentioned like every everyone who makes momos has like their specific sauce and you kind of went into it a little bit, but like, how did you develop those specific sauces with the different heat levels? Um, is it just all trial and error? Is that, is it pulling from your past? Is it a little bit of everything? Just how did you develop those? Because they're delicious. Oh, I love them. <laughs> so the story behind that is the, the uh, tomato and sesame base, which is a popular one. Uh, the heat level, we just play with the peppers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's uh, my wife's special sauce. And uh, people think I'm joking, but I, I initially, she, uh, she was not, uh, I wouldn't say, like she was just not part of me developing the Momo uh, scene, right? Mm-hmm. But so I was just super hesitant because I, I do my own sauce. I'm just not very comfortable with my own sauce you know yeah. so it wasn't until she said okay i know you know uh, use this sauce and i i, w- I didn't think of it because i've been eating her sauce but i was just not thinking of it from a restaurant perspective like serving it to uh people right but then it just i think if it wasn't for her sauce i don't think i would have taken the momo route so and her, her sauce is the background of, for the sauce is She's uh, she's been doing this for I, I don't know how long, but I know I've been every time I cook Momo, she's the sauce lady. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, before she came in the scene, I would do what I call it. We still Rocky and I've been friends since college. He's my partner in and uh, Momo Station. So the type of sauce we did, we call it the dorm room sauce, where we put everything in a baggie and we would uh, uh, microwave it, let it. Uh, you know, cook a little bit because we were just lazy. There's a lot of work. <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes in making momos. So at least we wanted to take a shortcut in the sauce part. Uh, so we would do that, and then we'll just make a cilantro sauce, which is really good too. But I don't know if it's in a serving level good. Where yeah. I, w- I want to charge money for that. Right. right. So uh, the sauce story is, uh, Mira is just a sauce queen. I-, I think if it wasn't for her sauce, I wouldn't be serving momos and. The other sauces, we just I just request her, and you know emphasis on request that hey could we do a little more sauce and I would we would talk about certain places in Nepal, uh, the type of sauces they serve and we'll, she will try to replicate those. Mm-hmm. So for example, jol jol sauce, jol just means in Nepali it just means a more uh, uh, liquid in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but in Nepal we just call it jol sauce. So jol sauce is a peanut based sauce. And uh, she has, I think, mastered it to where, uh, where I can, you know, 
it hits the memories. Like if I eat that sauce, I'll be like, yeah, man, this place I used to go to in Nepal, mm -hmm. it's identical and I'll just throw down, you know? So, mm -hmm. the, so that's the background of the sauce. But in Nepal itself is people take a lot of pride in their sauces. Yeah. Like people, uh, so just like your burger joints here, every corner is just lined up with momo shops so if oh you gosh, if you look like at <laughs> if for us it was yeah. so if you look at Kathmandu momo station just imagine that whole block just every other shop being momo oh shop. my gosh wow and, and then and they all have their own individual sauces exactly wow. so every momo maker so you know we would know them by so marketing is uh, you know back in the days it wasn't a big thing right for mm -hmm. at least in our scenario so the name the shops the name of the most of the shops didn't have names. So let's say Dan was the shop owner. We'll just say Dan's Momo shop. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if we meet up, we'll be like, where are we going? We'll be like, let's go to Dan's today or let's uh -huh. go to Sagar's today. You know, so whatever kind of a mood you're in and you felt like having a certain type of sauce and the Momos were equally good. But I think everybody's Momos were superb. But sauce was the defining point for the decision making to say okay. today we feel like Dan's. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Just to, I want to use a quick personal example to describe how great these sauces are. My wife is not a fan of heat at all. Like, I love spicy food. I'll put hot sauce on just about anything. She's like the complete opposite. She does not really care for spice. So, when I brought some Momos home last time, I, I got all three heat levels of sauces, the mild, the Sherpa, and the... Is it Grim Reaper? Um, Creeper. Creeper, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so I made the, I got the mild out for her and she loved that Sherpa. She kept going back to her. I didn't think that oh, she would, she would want that spice. That's a good level. heat too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it has heat, but the flavor is so developed and it has like, it's not just heat. It has levels to it. And so I think even people who might say, Ooh, I'm not such a hot sauce person. They just keep going back to it, like yeah. with a spoon almost. But yeah. you, you said something really interesting, and that's that, well, I guess two things. You said you didn't think that you would open a Momo shop without your wife, but you also said she was very hesitant to get into this and start mm. making sauces. So how did you kind of bridge that gap and convince her, this is, this is a good idea, but I need you, my sauce queen, right. to come along with me? And I, I think she was, uh, she was very sensitive about... Uh, uh, you know, because I'm her husband. So she, in her head, she felt like, oh, you just say nice things to everything I cook. Right? Uh -huh. and, but, you know, I was serious about it because I, I wouldn't put it on the menu if uh, or, or even come up with, have the guts to open an actual shop dedicated to that, right? So it was just a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, convincing, I, I think. Uh, and uh, then just... Uh, she kind of she kind of understood that. Let me test it out. Part you know, mm -hmm. and uh, we my first uh, my first test was uh, it was pretty bad. We had to pre steam it and microwave it and serve it, <laughs> and I was just embarrassed. But but then you know people started talking about you know all, the, initially when we were testing it out, we were calling our friends and family to Himalayan Java, and then. Just serving it to them, and and uh, you know we got some good feedback, and everybody just loved her, loved loved the sauce, and mm -hmm. and she, you know, she just 
get a little confidence from that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that was initially she was just hesitant because of that, and now you know, I, she she crushes it. If I you know if I ask her, like she has few few different sauces during the COVID nineteen situation, she has she's been working on, and I'm excited to you know share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, something I love so much about. Kathmandu's original location, not the inner rail one, but the one, uh, it's script town. Is it like, it's just like, it's such a hole in the wall. It's like a blink if you, and you miss it type of place. There's not a lot of seating in there. It's very much like a kind of an order and go situation. But like, I don't know, there's something I, I can't really put my finger on it, but it's just very comfortable and homey. Like it feels exactly like what you said, like you know, you're you're ordering in, you're you're ordering, and you're getting like something very special from someone else. How did you decide on that original location? How did you kind of establish that vibe? So the location itself came to me because I, I couldn't stop talking about how I wanted to open a hole in the wall. Yeah, and this well, was, you achieved that. Yeah, yeah perfect. And this was to a, fr- a good friend of mine, uh, you know, Dan Ludwig. He uh, he's our health inspector. Uh, and, um, I, you know, I, I would keep telling him, like, you know, just casually. And then, of course, he goes around town. He sees all these spaces. Mm-hmm. And one day he was at Script Town uh, doing inspection. And I just got a text saying, is this the kind of hole in the wall you're looking for? And then, you know, I, I met up with John from Script Town, amazing guy, you know. And, uh, and we got the space and uh, we had an amazing architect that... Uh, uh, you know, we got hold of uh, Matt. I call him Matt, the architect. And, you know, I just showed him. So there's a little uh, inspiration picture right in the Momo station, uh-huh. which, you know, people always ask me if that's my dad. So just for the record, he's not my dad. Just <laughs> <laughs> some shop shop owner from right. Nepal. But that was, and it's a dingy, like kind of truly a hole in the wall kind of a space. So we, we have his picture frame there and that was his uh, inspiration and rest is just Matt, you know, and he, I was just, he was just, while, while talking about uh, the design element, he was, he would just talk to me just casually like this, you mm-hmm. know? So I would just tell him about my experience and everything. And he started looking at some pictures and, you know, uh, initially we, the thought was to say, cause the real estate is so small there Mm-hmm. So we wanted some more workspace, but it, we also wanted to bring that hole in the wall feel where people, if you go to Kathmandu, for example, it's a tiny city of four plus million people, like tiny, it's smaller than Omaha, mm-hmm. right? So if you go to a Momo shop, people are just standing there, they, they do their Momo. They, and they move on. They move on. Yeah. You know? So it's uh, our version of fast food, but it's not, it's, it's, you know, all cooked and from scratch and everything, but it's more of a fast food kind of a culture where people right. are like, oh, let me have a, we call it plate of momo. Let me have a plate. People say half plate. They throw down, they get out of there, you know. So so I, uh, so I, we wanted to create that, and I think Matt, uh, I'm super happy with what Matt accomplished. Yeah, uh, it, it worked yeah, out perfectly. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, something I'm always interested with with restaurateurs is, how you take that leap behind realizing this is a really good idea to I'm going to open a restaurant because that is, that is a big leap. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a big risk for, for any restaurant. So clearly, you know, you're doing these pop-ups 
and you're seeing that people are taking to the product. They're understanding it. They're really liking it. So how, how do you like, how, how do you take that leap going from, okay, people like this in a small setting to we're doing it. We're well, opening open a restaurant. restaurant. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel that, uh, I can't speak for others, but, but to me, that's, you know, throughout my, I'm, I'm 40 years old now. And since I can remember, that's all I wanted to do. Open up a shop. Uh-huh. You know, I just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, I, I was, I was worried that I would eat half of my momos <laughs> and I'll go, uh, you know, I'll be a failure then. But I, I don't know. I always wanted to open up a shop. And I think the driving factor for me is, uh, has always been that, uh, I, I've always passionately wanted to just introduce everything Nepali. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so uh, uh, I don't know. F- for me, it was just, uh, it was not uh, if I was going to do it or not. It was just when and how. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I you know, I get a little bit of support from my wife or my, I have some friends who have always supported me, you know, when I opened the coffee shop, same thing with, you know, Rocky coming in in the scene, Agya now helping me out with NRL. So as soon as I find people who just are equally passionate and they, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's take, you know, it's a leap of faith. But I think it's just a desire really to say, okay, let's open it and, you know, they'll come kind of a thing. So So the original location in Blackstone opens, I want to say in April of 2019. Yes. And then about... Was it even a year later that the inner rail one opened? I mean, because the inner rail, yeah, that was too much down the road. Yeah, yeah that yeah. wouldn't have even been that far. Like, how did that opportunity arise? Because that's prime location there. Yeah, so that was uh, that was due to a good friend of mine. Uh, her name is Chloe from Banmi. Mm-hmm. So uh, initially, these guys had you know, so we. 2019, we opened the shop to say, okay, now we're open as a shop. 2018 is when we started doing pop-up at that right. same location. Right. So these guys, when they were doing, uh, they were curating, they were going to places and looking at uh, restaurants and testing out their foods, uh, the management from NRL. So they had come to us, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Right before we opened the actual, we said, you know, we're open as a restaurant. So then, then, then they went, you know, they realized we were only a pop-up at that time. So I think it was just wasn't the right the model. Wasn't yeah. Right. yeah. But I think someone dropped out uh, towards the end and Chloe uh, dropped her name and said, why don't you guys reach out to Momo station and, and they came back and they saw that we had a place now. So, uh, you know, so they invited us and then that was it. I I think, you know, how you kind of described the vibe earlier where it's, it's almost like a fast food setting, but prepared with, you know, it's prepared fresh with fresh ingredients. Right. That like plays perfectly into the setting at the inner rail. Cause it's just a food hall. It's you want to grab something, then you want to go sit yeah. down and, and eat it somewhere with your friends or your family or whoever it is. So the concept just, I mean, those two concepts just go right alongside each other. It works out very, very nicely. Something I'm curious about with that second location, 
at the original, it was basically pork, veggie, and chicken momos. Like right. that that was it. Yeah. And then at the inner rail, you kind of stretched your wings a little bit. You started offering Burmese ramen. You mm. had uh, wings on the menu. Um there's a vermicelli salad yep. that's available at times. What that's really good, by the way. I, yeah, I think people. Yeah, people haven't. People are sleeping people on it. Yeah, man, that's one of my go-to's. Well, what yeah. what was like the impetus behind expanding that menu at the new location? Okay. Well, you know, uh, the the Blackstone location. So we had a few constraints: the space uh, mm-hmm. and the infrastructure, and then uh, just our 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 approach to this uh, restaurant was a little different. We were more of, you know, more of a steam, let's steam first and let's kind of grow slowly. If there's uh, there's demand, then we'll continue uh, introducing new Nepali or that, the area-centric, you know, food. But uh, in, in, in between that, what ended up happening is Aga is a very good friend of mine. So uh, her background is she's, of Nepali origin, but from uh, from Burma, mm-hmm. uh, so she's Burmese of Na- Nepalese origin. So that's uh, she would always make her uh, ramen and you know feed us, and we would we'd just be talking about it. I, I would be in a food coma every time I would go to her <laughs> house. So it, the the I think and her husband is a chef, uh, or now he has the. Uh, sushi place nori at Angola. oh yeah, yeah yeah so that's her husband so he's he's been in the industry for about close to two decades he's a chef uh, at jaipur for a oh, long yeah. time as well good in new place yeah. so you know so everybody is in the industry so we we started kind of uh talking to her about uh, you know bringing her food and her culture to momo station right so mm-hmm. that's that's when the collaboration happened so so we've Got an opportunity in a, in a rail with a better infrastructure, with you know everything that we needed, and uh, Agia was in, and half of the product, you know, the vermicelli salad, the the tea salad, that's so good too. You mm-hmm. know? So um, uh, her ramen, and then she has so many other Burmese things that she wants to introduce. So we just took a leap of faith and said, let's you know tag it with the momos and our small plates and make it a more extend, you know, just extend the menu. And Mm -hmm. I I think it was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely working now. Unfortunately, as just about everything in these times is we the conversation has to at least bring up coronavirus because it's, it's just, it consumes everything right now. What was kind of the decision-making process for you guys? Cause correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Kathmandu, you guys closed originally, right? And then decided to reopen once you kind of got all your ducks in a row. What was just kind of what was that time at the beginning of this whole situation like for you? And what was the decision making process like? Man, this sucks. But yeah. <laughs> but I think. True words have never yeah. been spoken. <laughs> but if anybody who knows me on a personal level, I, I panic rather easily. So if it wasn't for more of, uh, you know, the voice of reasoning like Rocky or Aga or my wife, uh, I, I don't know what I would be doing. So initially I was just like, oh, my God, oh, what's happening? You know, because mm-hmm. I was worried about my team. I was worried about us. I was worried mm-hmm. about I was worried about my three year old, you know. So uh, and my mother-in-law is with us right now visiting. 
so I was just, you know, there's so many school of thoughts and so many inf- information coming in. I just felt like the right thing to do would just be like close, mm-hmm. you know, just wait for uh, some directions from uh, the leaders, you know. So initially we, we did that, uh, but then we started, you know, uh, Rocky started kind of coming up with a plan to say, okay, maybe this should be a better approach. So we, we were talking on a daily basis and, and slowly, you know, we, because uh, to me initially it was like, you know, we clean the place all the time. Yeah. You know, right. from a restaurant uh, food place perspective, we clean the place all the time uh, just because I'm going to clean extra. I just didn't see the point. You know, I, I was just, uh, the unknowns were too much for me. So mm-hmm. so once that kind of went away and once we started looking at our community, what the other community leaders are doing, and we said, okay, so let's take the same approach. So for, for now, for example, uh, we are strictly only taking online orders. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes in. And, uh, you know, when the food is ready, Rocky skips and, you know, kicks the door and brings it to your car. You know? I've so, done it several times. Yeah. Very, very safe. Yeah. Very limited interaction. Like, yeah, it's it's a really good process. So pretty much zero interaction besides the fact that thank you, here's your bag. Yep. You know, so uh, so Rocky convinced me that uh, that would be the safe route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, same thing with inner inner real management. So inner real is a little different ball game because we don't uh, we, we can't make decisions um, just on our own mm-hmm. since there's a management involved. There's like ten other nine other vendors involved. So the management kind of had talk with all of us, and we said, okay, let's do it. And I think inner real was the first one to close, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now for all the really terrible and crappy stuff that has come out of the whole COVID-19 situation. There has been one thing that I think has been really fun to watch, and that's the innovation of restaurants and the different things that places are doing, whether that's, you know, uh, meal kits, whether that's, you know, uh, like a a subscription box to go (laughs) margaritas. Yeah. Everybody's selling to go drinks now, but one of my personal favorites was the invention of the Fromo, uh, yeah. which is frozen Momos. Yeah. So you guys are now selling uh, packets of frozen Momos that people can go home and then they steam themselves. I did this. I'm a very amateur cook. I'm not going to say they turned out as good as they would have been had you cooked them. Right, right. But they still turned out excellent. And I can't wait to pick up some more. So where did that idea come from to, to start selling those? And what has the response been like? So, so you know, the frozen momos we have always kind of dreamed of, you know, uh, being able to uh, share those with, you know, it would be nice. Because I, I think it's the experience is uh, you, you have a it's, it's a nice thing to come to a restaurant and take uh, cooked food. Mm-hmm. But I think momos are the best when they just freshly come out of the steamer. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's another best way to do it. You, you know, you have leftovers, you can make cotes or whatnot. But I think those are that's the best time to eat momos. So, you know, we always kind of thought about it, but you get caught up in your daily grind. And it, when this situation happened, so it was part of the proposal from Rocky, my partner, to, sit, to open up the shop. He was like, okay, you know, we're not going to allow people in or we'll keep it minimum. But here, you know, let's at least try to, 
we've been talking about it. This might be the good time. So, mm-hmm. so Rocky went all in and he started doing, uh, you know, all the research for, okay, what kind of nutrition, uh, you know, uh, how to define all of that and uh, labeling and everything. So it's all on him. So he, he just came up with that overnight and we started. And so I put it in social media. <laughs> that was my, my, my part. And what is the response yeah. been? It's been amazing, man. Yeah. It's been amazing. Uh, uh, you know, what I really enjoy is, um, I mean, I enjoy the whole experience of uh, this MoMA journey, but I really, it really makes me happy when they're three-year-olds or f- my, my little girl is a big MoMA buff. So, uh-huh. so, and I'm seeing that with, uh, you know, our, our customers and they'll send pictures of their kids just, uh, loving Momo, right? Some Momo action there. So it, it's, I'm loving it because now the kids are actually part of the Momo making process, yeah. you know? So uh, uh, that we enjoy from a personal perspective and from a business side. Now we're feeding them young, right? So, they'll uh-huh. get, so we're hoping they'll get hooked. But, yeah. But no, I mean, jokes aside, I, I think we're very happy that uh, uh, the response we got from our community is great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Two more quick questions before I get you out of here. And these are kind of more overarching. Forget coronavirus. We're done with that questions. Just and you might have touched on this already, but what is your favorite part of being in the restaurant industry? I just enjoy that uh, whole ambience, man, from I think there's no one single part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you ever uh, work with me, uh, like whoever works with me. I'm I'm the loudest in there, and yeah. I, you know, uh, and uh, uh, you know, I enjoy the interaction with my with my team while we are making momos, and it's a process. Making momo is very tedious, and it's it's a lot of work, but uh, it is labor intensive. But it's you don't think much, so you know we're talking, we're making those, and it just becomes very organic. To your fingers are moving, and you're just doing. You know, we're just having a conversation. So I enjoy that uh, team time with the team. So it's not unlike other restaurants where uh, ours is prep heavy, but uh, it's it's the same thing we're doing over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, so I, I enjoy that part when we're just, you know. Just in the zone. Just in the zone. Uh-huh. And, and then I really enjoy seeing people uh, uh, enjoy our food, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think when, uh, from the get-go, when, when I always dreamed of having a restaurant, it's, I always wanted to do something ethnic, something uh, something from back home. So I think for me, that's the best part right now. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side of that, what is one thing that you think most people don't understand about being in the restaurant industry that you wish they did? Uh, well, if you if you are if you are somebody who is who, who wants to open a restaurant, uh, you have to understand that. It, Tons of hours that goes behind it, you know. Uh, but from a, from a customer standpoint, uh, you know, we, we always, especially uh, in a digital age where things are different, uh, are, are, I think most of the people who are in the restaurant industry are not, not necessarily, money is a byproduct, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're like looking into this as, okay, let's make, tons of money and it's I think the driving factor is different so we 
you know, for at least for small, at least for us, we want to we want to tell them, you know, uh, enjoy our food. If if uh, you know, we do make these with a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to enjoy. Ask questions if you don't understand. If we get them wrong, give us a chance. Let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll fix it for you. And you know, I don't know. Just. Uh, Yeah, that's it. I think it's uh, you know we we put a lot of a lot of thought and time behind this. So we truly want you to have a great experience. So you know if you if 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 it's anything less than that, let us know and we'll we'll make it right. I love that so yeah. much. When when restaurateurs talk about you know it's not about obviously any business. Ultimately, <laughs> you yeah. want to make money. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, but it's about good. it's about feeding people and it's yeah. about making people happy. Yeah. And for you specifically, like we talked about earlier, it's about get, getting to introduce people to something that they might not have experienced before, but is very special to you. So yeah. I think that's that's super cool. Um, before we get out of here, you kind of hit on this, but I want to make sure just before we leave, people should be like drooling all over their keyboards or what, however they're listening to this right now, just thinking about Momos, how can they get their hands on either some fresh Momos or some frozen ones right now? Uh, it's super easy right now. Uh, you know, our online platform is live, ktmmomostation.com. So you basically go in there, the landing page has two options with our two locations, mm-hmm. uh, which with a title curbside pickup. So if you want to, try extensive menu or if you are closer to Exarban, you just go to that and it'll take you to the uh, take you to the uh, menu page for uh, Blackstone is the same thing. Uh, the only thing I would say is Blackstone uh, since our infrastructure is limited and during these times we're, we have downsized our menu to only um, steam momos so there's chicken pork and vegan available and but we are doing frozen momos in that location so if you want to try making it at home you know that's where you can order our fromos and by the way just a quick shout out i forgot my customer's name but he that was him in the uh comment section oh fromos and that's where we stole it from oh really yeah we're just gonna call it frozen momos but he was like fromos and i was well whoever you are out there i hope you're listening (laughs) and we're we're giving you some some credit even though we don't have your name or anything (laughs) just know that that it is acknowledged and everyone really like i highly encourage you to to get momos fresh because they are special they're a steamed dumpling like we said filled with pork or chicken or uh, a vegan option they're absolutely delicious but if you want to make them at home it's really really easy like it's not you guys you do all the work people just have to go home and steam them real quick very easy process and i highly encourage everyone to try it get some of those awesome hot sauces yeah. or, or or not even the hot sauces, the peanut butter sauce and stuff yeah. too. all the sauces are great so uh cigar thank you so much for joining me today this was a real pleasure thank you dan thank you this was a little easier than i thought but thank you (laughs) i enjoyed it (laughs) we just keep talking about food that's fun what's better than that yeah thanks a lot all right omaha that's it that's all i got for you this week we'll be back next week until then thanks for eating with me a parkville media production